All right, so I'm here talking with Joe about access to capital and what that means for founders of color or all of those in the BIPOC community. Uh, Post-George Floyd, that tragedy incident in uh, 2020, there was a lot of promises made and a lot of capital committed by large institutions, uh, large banks. Uh, but a part of the problem is, is actually getting these resources to the people who most need them. So I'm here to talk with Joe more about how we build better on-ramps to make sure that the people that these funds and resources are meant to serve and help actually get to them. I'm a big believer that a large part of the problem is, is the apparatus is broken. We continue to use the same mechanisms that we've always used, such as credit, such as who you know, where you come from, your zip code. So even with all of these funds available, they're still pinned up, unable to get to the people who most need them because the apparatus needs to be fixed. And what we're noticing instead of actual results a lot of times is that we're getting more diversification, which is great, but it's more than about just diversifying the players on the field. We're actually here to discuss how we actually change the rules of the game so that the on-ramps are more equitable and more democratized uh, so that we get more uh, uh, founders of color and more underserved and disenfranchised into the process without having to jump through some of the same old traditional hoops. Welcome to Startup Ecosystem, No Stupid Questions, where we unabashedly dive into the topics and questions that most startups and entrepreneurs are smart enough not to ask in public. Here's your host with all of the stupid questions, Joseph Hacker. Hey guys, thanks for catching another episode of Startup Ecosystem's No Stupid Questions. Today we're here with Cedric, we're at Boulder Startup Week, which is awesome. Uh, there's a series of events, it's, it's a a week-long program with breakout sessions and panel discussions. Oh. One of the things I will tell you, Cedric, and before we dive in too much, not a lot of diversity. Uh, and it's something sure. that everybody here sees and, and can feel. Mm -hmm. um, before we get started, I'd just like to kind of set a baseline uh, with my first stupid question. <laughs> uh, what is a startup ecosystem to you? So uh, startup ecosystem to me, Joe, is, is actually having uh, not just the players who provide capital, but also having, it depends on if, well, okay, so let's start with the players who provide capital, and then we have those uh, founders. Uh, founders obviously are at different stages of you know, building their startups. Um, so the startup ecosystem to me is how do we how do we get all of the people that make a difference for a startup in the same place to help them either get started or kind of put fuel on the flame uh, to help them achieve growth and scale or maximize growth to get to scale. I love that, and 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 sometimes the the definition of ecosystem gets very poignant. I, I like that yours is fairly broad. Mm -hmm. um, so now my next stupid question. So yes, hey, George Floyd really set off uh, a movement for companies to kind of become more aware that they could do more. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of commitments. But one of the big things that we're seeing now two years later, uh, they don't know how to tap into communities. 
stupid question. Why is this? Why is this so hard? <laughs> well, again, like I said, kind of said in the intro, it's a lot of it is the same apparatus. The apparatus is broken. So if you've been used to setting up interviews, for example, by going to a certain place in a certain neighborhood all the time, then naturally you're going to interview the same people who go, who uh, uh, patronize that certain place in that certain neighborhood at the times that you go there, right? So because that's who's there. And so that's who you're familiar with. However, if you want to involve someone different, then you're going to have to find the, uh, some way to get comfortable with going to a restaurant in another neighborhood where different people frequent that restaurant to be able to get to know those people in a way that shows that, ah, these are the people I should be talking to, and this is where I should be hanging out in order to learn. So I kind of feel like the startup ecosystem is lacking kind of the same thing. The apparatus is still the same. Yes, you're willing. I, we love, don't get me wrong, great progress has been made, right? Yeah. We want to acknowledge that, right? Great progress has been made. However, if the apparatus is the same, you keep getting the same result. And, and also, if the qualifying criteria is the same, you keep filtering out the very people you say you're meant to help. So the qualifying criteria also needs to be broadened, which comes along with going back to the restaurant analogy, getting out of that same uh, uh, system or, or on-ramp or apparatus that leads you to the same type of people and understand that in broadening that, you gotta be willing to accept certain things. Because you know when, you, when we talk about, you know, uh, let's just use an example of like the underserved or, or something like that. Um, that sounds cute, right, in a vacuum, but underserved does not come with, with, uh, uh, with not consequences, right? I mean, so people in underserved communities, they may have backgrounds that, that you know, maybe they got in a little trouble when they were younger. All of these things are, are things that have to be taken into consideration if we're really sincere about uh, um, expanding the ecosystem, if we're really sincere about reaching outside of what we've always done. Just making money available is a great start but it's no good if we don't expand or build new apparatus to get to the people who most need because you and I both know that uh, uh, talent is, is distributed equally, but opportunity is not. <laughs> so, and, and I would also like to point out that um, uh, my grandparents were immigrants, both sides, uh, the German side and the Mexican side. And there are migratory patterns for immigrants. Uh, that's why there's little Chinatown and Koreatown and Italy and all these little spots where people who are not familiar with the broader culture mm -hmm. tend to seek out people that that look and understand them, speak their language, mm -hmm. um, adhere to their values so that they can assimilate. And now sometimes they spread out, mm -hmm. but oftentimes they don't. Um, now. We're here at Boulder Startup Week. We've been to Denver Startup Week. There's there's events like this all over the place. Unfortunately, seems to me like they don't necessarily put posters up in the other neighborhoods. Sure. And so you only tend to find the same group of friends attending these things with a little bit of spread, mm -hmm. but not not so much. Now that lure of money is is awesome. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it, if there's a pot of gold hidden in that parking garage over there, I don't know it. That's right. Yeah, and that's yeah. cool that it's there. But if I don't know it, how do I ever benefit from that? 
how can these funds like uh, um, Wells Fargo and Chase, they put up big money saying, hey, we want to we wanna contribute to this effort and we want to support. But they're having trouble getting into the communities. Stupid question. How could they start to do that? Well, again, being super intentional about it, you know, those type of uh, institutions, they have the funds, right? You know, so even if you need a dedicated person, you know, who knows how to do community outreach, uh, there are people located in these different communities who are more than happy to connect with a Wells Fargo or to connect with Techstars or whomever, you know, for that matter, to point them in the right direction or better yet, to even host events that will better, uh, that will attract the, the crowds and the audiences that they say they want to reach. For example, I was at an event at the Posner Center in Denver um, a couple of weeks ago, and it blew my mind how many other young tech entrepreneurs were in were at that meeting, and they were founders of color wow. uh, at different stages of their startups. And I and as I've gone to different things like uh, Startup Denver, Startup Week Denver, and so forth, I haven't seen these people. You know, it, it, I'm oftentimes looking real out of place, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like one of the only, you know, ones yeah. there, or as we would say in the South, flying buttermilk, you know what <laughs> I mean? But uh, <laughs> but a lot of times that's that's how it ends up being. But my point is that like you got groups like the uh, Black Business Initiative run by Jice Johnson and we got Zanetta Kelsey working to put together, you know, a startup ecosystem um, for BIPOC founders. But my point being, is that these people are there, you know, they're not hard to find or to get in touch with. I mean, most of them you can probably find on a general Google search, you know, but it's about having real intentionality, I think, to really put these funds and to make sure they get where they're supposed to go, not just, you know, hey guys, here's a lump sum, because if you give it to, I don't want to call any names, but if you give it to certain groups of people who are only used to doing things a certain type of way, and especially here in Denver, because we make up such a, I, I mean, especially the black population, we make up such a small, small, small percentage of the population, overall population. So it's gonna be, it's gonna take intentionality if you really want to bring in uh, uh, founders of color into the ecosystem. So that would be my answer to that question is just like, you know, if I'm Wells Fargo, if I'm Bank of America or anyone else, and I want to make sure that I get something done inside my organization, I'm going to appoint someone to make sure it happens. Yeah. Now, so, <laughs> and I like your your term apparatus. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, and I don't know anything about the event that you just went to where you were surprised by the diversity. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to assume that it even still looked like a lot of the other events. And, and I'm curious, mm -hmm. Uh, one of the things that I know from my my background is like my grandparents wouldn't have gone there, you know. Mm -hmm. the, but they went to the swap meet. Um, uh, um, I've got my Middle Eastern friends. Are they coming to a pitch night, or are they hanging out at and not to be stereotypical, but a, a hookah lounge, you Love know? The hookah lounge, so, yeah. so are we? I like to call them on ramps. Are we creating on-ramps where people are already gathering so that they can then discover the new paths into the ecosystem? And whose job is it to create those those on-ramps, those new entry points? Is that, you know, Zanetta or different leaders to go try to figure out that? Or is it on the, the venture funds or these people that have these endowments and these now these new allocated funds to reach 
is it on them or is it still on minority groups to go find that money? You know, I, um, that's what I love about you, Joe, is, is because you're always thinking outside of the box and figuring out how to build. Again, that's what I mean by changing the apparatus, yeah. right? Because what we've done doesn't work as well as we think it should, or at least not for the underserved. It doesn't work the same. And like you said, we all congregate in different places and, you know, we have different habits. So absolutely, whoever holds the purse strings, you know, are responsible. If, if this is really your mission, then you're responsible to team up with individuals like yourself or others who are active in the community. I mean, there's nowhere I can go where I don't know someone who doesn't know Joe, you know, so team up with Joe, you know, and, and uh, you know, schedule these events. Yeah, because you're meeting people where they are. Um, and, and a lot of times, a lot of uh, those of us who haven't had access to certain types of groups, like you said, we're never gonna know the pot of gold is hidden in the garage. You know, if, if you don't meet uh, uh, people where we are, meet us where we are. So I, I like that idea, but and that's all a part of what I mean by building different, different apparatus. If, you know, it's, uh, we've all heard it a million times, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, right? Insanity. Um, and so I think, that is what I'd love to see. Like I said, again, I applaud the effort. Now I would just love to see the intentionality behind it, where like what you just described, you know, whether it's holding an event at a hookah lounge or whether it's, you know, the people are already there. Those are places they're comfortable. Those are places they want to be. It's not that we got to keep, we have to keep people where they're comfortable, but we need to find these, these raw gems, these talents. And you know it just like I do. There are some brilliant people in these different corners who are not getting discovered or they have these brilliant business concepts and ideas that die on the vine, so to speak, because lack of access to capital, lack, and, and you know, and I'm a big believer. I have a, a quote that I keep written uh, near the front of my journal is that all, all lack is a human shaped bullet. You know, it's all about who you know, you know, and who you're connected to. So yeah, I like that idea. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Discover VentureX, Denver, five points. VentureX is a modern co-working space offering its members a shared flexible workspace with a community of like-minded business professionals. Professional. Private offices. Flexible terms. Find out more at www.venturex.com backslash locations backslash Denver dash five points. So that, that kind of brings up two topics for me. Uh, and I love the uh, the who you know part. So uh, we've heard uh, your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. um, going back to the migratory pattern type behavior, right? Uh, uh, then it's very common that like certain groups, and I, I won't even say the ethnicity, but I'll just tell you the types of jobs. Laundromats, mm -hmm. donut stores, gas stations. Mm -hmm. Right away, somebody pops in your mind, mm -hmm. right? Why is this so apparent? Well, it's because it's what they know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's who you're exposed to. And if you give broader exposure, you probably have greater opportunity. And Absolutely. yet these groups kind of stay pigeonholed because they stay within the collective and nobody's really breaking down those barriers. My um, question goes towards, um, um, so 
right now we do we, we've seen like shark tank and we do certain things and back to your apparatus mm -hmm. uh, concept um, in my experience different ethnicities so minority groups tend to create businesses that are revenue driven mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know landscaping what do I do I'm gonna mow your lawn and I'm gonna get paid very uh, transactional yeah, yeah right and yet I find that your Caucasian led tech startups and businesses tend to have a longer runway they mm -hmm. tend to they're more leisurely <laughs> they got extra time um, you know so uh, although I will also say that a lot of your pharmaceuticals and these are like Israeli and and Asian led so there is some diversity there on this really weird spectrum but I would say that and, and I guess my question is this, and here's a stupid question. Um, do investors have to understand the way that different cultures work? So if I was an investor, I'm a white male or female, whatever investor, mm -hmm. and I meet a, a, a startup of color, they aren't going to pitch to me the same type of business that they may be used to receiving through, uh, you know, through uh, um, uh, incubators and this sort of thing because minority owned businesses tend to be more revenue driven faster mm -hmm. from a from a breaking the institutional way of thinking and from uh, um, are investors gonna have to think differently too uh, without question you know, um, I'm sure you're probably familiar with the, you know, the blue ocean, red ocean concept uh, the, that was in the Harvard Business Review uh, several years back. But it, but uh, I can't remember the name of the author right now. But the whole concept is, you know, it's either you can, as a as a business, as an investor, or whatever, as a startup, whatever you want it, you want to call it. Either you can choose to swim in shark-infested waters where everything has been devoured, trying to find chunks of meat left over in all of this red, unclear uh, ocean, or you can venture further out into blue ocean where the sharks haven't devoured everything and where there are, you know, where there's plenty of sustenance there. And to me, what I see happening in our world today is a tremendous opportunity for investors, for funds, uh, for, um, speaking of the ecosystem, and, and, and for accelerators and incubators, where I see a huge, tremendous, untapped opportunity, again, going back to apparatus, is swimming out beyond or, or, or venturing out, boating out beyond the red water. And, and, and because there are tremendous opportunities. And whereas I would agree that in the past, a lot of minority-based business have been very transactional, meaning, you know, I provide a service, you give me some money, now I can feed the kids and I can pay the rent this yeah, month. Yeah. You know, um, but I think what's happening because of the um, you know, the advancements in technology in our neighborhoods, because even if you are exposed to tech at a very deep economic level, you are exposed to it through your gadgets and, and that sort of thing. So it allows you to start dreaming more, you know, and, and I think what's happening is there are some young, brilliant minds out there who are dreaming of ideas, you know, have, but, but they see this great chasm between the idea that I have and what's possible for me yeah. Because the people who are bringing these kind of ideas that I have to uh, uh, into fruition, 
are people who don't look like me by and large and so that creates kind of a disheartening discouragement factor but that young man or that young woman who's coming from you know an underserved community uh, um, or underappreciated community is what I like to say um, and because they're they're thinking different like you know you know a lot about the uh, the software that I'm building I like people say don't you worry about competition yes thank you for the validation of the concept but yeah. here's the reality you don't know this problem like I know it you know what I'm saying? so I'm gonna be able to bring a certain level of passion and a certain level of energy to that because of where I come from you know so someone can have an idea about how they could you know try to do what I'm doing but the reality is they didn't grow up in the rural south in Alabama they don't know what it's like to not have running water in your house up until you're 11 12 years old they don't know what it's like to try to fill your belly on a bowl of rice and hope it carries you the rest of the day because you don't know when you're going to eat next or to work from the time you're physically able to they don't have that same passion so whereas they can have the idea I have yeah. to me that's what gives me my unique advantage so I would say that's a long way of answering that that question but I would say there is a lot of uh, uh, blue water opportunities out there and the and those with the purse strings again if they really want to tap in if I ask you Joe are you interested in would you be more interested in this 20% right here, you're gonna need some special glasses to be able to see in the water. And you know, there are some chunks here. You're just gonna to have to work and fight with all the other guys who are looking for this same 10, 20% of people. And I say, but over here, we have 80% of this ocean that has been unexplored yet. And we don't know what's possible. Which one you would choose that 80%? So that's kind of my idea around that. I, I, I fully agree. Um, but, and, 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 I'll, and I'll kind of reframe that and ask yeah. you a stupid question on it. So, um, that's true, but in investments, mm -hmm. and this is the stock market, mm -hmm. this is venture capital, this is, this is just human nature. Um, you know, right now, it's all about crypto. Sure. Uh, Ten years ago, it was all about green energy. Uh, before that, it was all about social platforms. And before that, it was about uh, you know uh, silicon chip manufacturing. And, you know, so investors tend to be pretty trendy. Follow the and, crowd, and it's much safer <laughs> mm -hmm. to be the next other one too um, mm -hmm. than it is to really venture out into those blue waters. Also, um, they. Uh, you know, if 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 they were comfortable getting out into minority spaces, uh, getting out into those different cultures, they would have been doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so what's going to change so that we see? Because I'll tell you that I feel like these venture funds and these guys—they talk about diversity, they talk about inclusion, mm -hmm. and yet they do it from their office. Right. So, right. what needs to change? I have to win. You have to win. That's what needs to change, you know, because as they see the thesis proven, and and I and I think there are those that are out there doing it. You know, I look at I have a, a great deal of respect for Tristan Walker of Walker and Company, and there are other guys that are out there doing it that are pushing the envelope, and because they're winning, they're bringing more attention. But again. The more successful these people become and once they get acquired farther that now they are now a part of the system that that doesn't have an apparatus to reach 
me yeah. or you. And so I think what has to change is we have to continue to make it, we have to win, and then we have to be never forget how difficult it was. Because I think that's a large part of the problem too, if I'm being fully transparent and honest, is once we start to become successful, we start to distance ourselves from the places we come from. And yeah, we may get invited to do a talk here or there or a conference here or there, but the reality is that's the same old, same old, the apparatus didn't change. Yeah. You just now joined the club. Yeah. So you get to be the minority amongst <laughs> you know. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Joining Crowd introduces Enterprise Digital Business Cards for businesses with two or more employees. As a business owner, building your network is now easier than ever. Create unlimited digital business cards for all of your employees for only $2 per month. Easily download contact lists and track activity by employee. It's time to join in Crowd Enterprise. Make new friends. Grow your network and stay connected. And I'll throw in, and, and uh, I don't think it's, it's, it's undeniable, Damon John is successful. He's on Shark Tank, typically is the only person of color on Shark Tank. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, and I'll tell you again, very transactional, it's FUBU. He, uh, he sold, literally hit the streets selling clothing. Yeah. Um, and was successful at it. And he's on Shark Tank investing other, in other people too. He, he got there and he's giving back. So shining example, yet also very much minority pattern style. Mm -hmm. He just was able to scale. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, um, I would say that people might watch that and say that's fairly, fairly stereotypical. You know, mm -hmm. um, how do we, I mean, I think it's a system change. I think now you've got some some incentives from companies saying, "Oh, well, we need to we need to pony up and support mm -hmm. this," but we need to we as a, I think a community mm -hmm. need to teach the venture capital firms of the world, "Hey, I'm doing this thing over here. Come support it." Mm -hmm. I've been asking a lot of venture capital groups, "What is your role and responsibility?" in helping foster new entry points. And I'll tell you, they they don't even, you know, they, they talk about their new program. Right. But they, they don't really, they're not creating events at swap meets. Or, it's a building with no stairs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? How do, how do I get there? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I don't know the answer on all these. <laughs> yeah. I think that um, I would love to encourage more people to create more events where you are. Yeah. And um, and if we could do that, then maybe we could show there's success there. And then maybe we can bring some of that money opportunity there. If nothing else, we could pop a hole in that wall and create a new entry point. Yes. Agreed. I think I think you you know you kind of um, I, I like your strategy and your concept of uh, meeting people where they are. I think that's just important. I think that's important as human beings. You know, whether we're talking about a business ecosystem or not, yeah. a part of a large problem, the problem in this country is, you know, knowing people who don't look like us, you know, knowing, getting to know them as, as an individual or, or not necessarily as a group of people, as individuals, yeah. you know, and that takes me being willing to come outside of my comfort zone. I feel that way as an individual when it comes to my fellow man. 
let alone you know as an entrepreneur as an entrepreneur it should be easier. part of the course yes. it should be easier <laughs> yes this is we have this in <laughs> yes. common yeah. yeah yeah um man i've been looking forward to having you on uh and and because we've had some awesome conversations indeed um so i'm going to ask you a couple of outgoing questions okay uh if you could talk to other minority entrepreneurs startups founders in any space doesn't mm -hmm. doesn't much matter whatever their hustle is what advice would you give them get started <laughs> don't quit um and, and build relationships you know and, and not just relationships you know we talk about you know there's two sides to every coin right there's no such thing as a one-sided coin uh, so so we talk a lot about you know coming to uh, us getting familiar but we also need to do the work of doing the research because we can't wait the time is now right we can't wait to be discovered we can't wait to be found out so if we have to show up in the rooms and there are a few people who look like us and be comfortable doing that or uncomfortable doing that you know we we may need to do that so i would say get started uh, uh don't quit and build relationships build real relationships because again i'm a big believer all lack is a human shaped void you know and if we will build the right relationships we're only one relationship away from you know, get into that next step or get into that next level or creating something that really brings value to our fellow man. You know, I know we talk a lot about improving the world, but I like to say bringing value to our fellow man where uh, we're building something that actually serves and that brings people together and that solves real problems. And so that would be my advice is, yes, it's hard as hell, <laughs> um, but uh, do the work, you know, uh, uh, hard is par for the course if you're a, bi a BIPOC person in this country. So, so do the work, do the research, and just get started. Start somewhere. You know, don't worry about imposter syndrome or how you're going to look. Show up and build relationships. That yeah. would be my advice. I yeah. love it. I love it. Uh, also, uh, the best ideas are a problem that you're experiencing. So I know that there's this huge tendency to go save some worldly problem. Uh, a few years ago, uh, uh, I was at a, a barbecue up in Portland. We're sitting around the campfire, and I don't know why they asked me this. And they said, Joe, how can we change the world? And I said, uh, go outside and say hi to your neighbor. So you don't need to change the, the world necessarily, but if you have a solution that could change your neighborhood or your community, uh, and that solution is wild enough that if it just grew more, that's what venture capital is for. Mm -hmm. It's it's to add fuel to that fire to scale. Agreed. So maybe the idea is just something that would change your community. Uh, absolutely. One of my uh, favorite mentors, you know, growing up, always told me to bloom where you're planted. You know, that's where you make the biggest difference is in the earth you're in, <laughs> you know, right there. Or, you know, I, I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, so, you know, roll tide. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of my favorite leaders, I, you know, he's a coach, but I like that he's a, an amazing leader. And he always encourages the, uh, the football team, the players, be where your feet are. 
You know, and I and so I completely agree with you. Sometimes it's solving a problem that's right there, right in your own household. Yeah. You know, and, and, and figuring out how to make that situation better, taking care of the people who are in your sphere and blooming for there. And then like you said, then you have something that fuel can be applied to and really you know, uh, uh, exponentially grow and scale. Yeah, yeah. Now, and the other thing, that, and, and I heard this a while ago, um, and, and it, it sounds very obnoxious and in your face, but um, if, if you don't speak for yourself, somebody else will. And sure. right now, there's funds available. There's 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 money that's being allocated to groups that weren't didn't have that money available before, mm -hmm. or it wasn't as clear of a path. I'd still say the path is muddy, mm -hmm. but if you're not in the room to help people discover how to do that so that you have a voice, somebody else is going to come up with an idea that they think is brilliant, mm -hmm. and that <laughs> money may never get to you. That's a fact. I mean, you know, you, you have to use the voice, you know, squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? We all grew up with that. Yeah. And, and a closed mouth doesn't get fed, right? So we definitely, and I know that can make people a little uncomfortable too, but we definitely have to, you know, be loud, you know, and be, be bold. Present. And, yeah, and, and just, be present. Just show up. Yes, Be in exactly. the room. Uh, both versions, the venture capitalists and the angel investors, if you want to seek out that opportunity, Go into a neighborhood you might not have. Mm -hmm. Go into that, the, the, go meet that person you might not have. Mm -hmm. Vice versa. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Hola. Bonjour. Guten tag. Nien hao. Hola. Assalamu alaikum. Enyang heisio. Hello. Tech Alley is coming to Denver August 2022 in the Santa Fe Arts District. Join this collaborative effort to bring a multitude of business, startup, tech and entrepreneurship groups together to offer panels, discussions, workshops, vendors, interactive experiences and entertainment in an inclusive environment in a multitude of languages. Visit us at www.techalleydenver.org and discover the many ways to collaborate and be part of the tech and startup scene. So if you could talk to a uh, 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 minority-owned business owner, an entrepreneur, a person who's got an idea, they, they, they've got a hustle, they whatever, mm -hmm. and, and they don't know how to take that next step. What advice would you give that person? I would say, you know, just get started. You know, get started. If you know you have something that is going to bring value to your community, to the world, what have you, uh, uh, get started somewhere. And then outside of that, get out and build some relationships. You know, you may not know who's going to be, who's going to help you out with capital. You may not know any of those things, or you may not feel like you have access to those type of people. But don't worry about that part. Get out there, start getting to know people. Um, you know, I, I may have mentioned it already, but I'm a big believer that all lack is a relationship-shaped void. So I said that's why I say just get started. Get out there, start actually building relationships. You may find your co-founder. You know who can augment some skill sets that you you know may not have or or, or may not be as strong um, so yeah so just get started and, and get out there and start building some relationships and and get outside of the comfort zone in building those relationships um, you know we, we talk a lot about the need for diversity equity and inclusion and things like that but that's a two-way street you know we also yes 
they they need to make these things available but we also need to put ourselves in the situations instead of waiting for them to find us yeah hey here i am you know <laughs> we need to get out there and let it be known that we're here and that you know we have the ideas you know and what we need uh, uh is the capital and the mentorship because a lot of times when they find us they just want to give us the mentorship you know, we're, we're often, as, uh, as minorities, we're often over-mentored and underfunded. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, so come with that intentionality um, uh, uh, if you're an investor. But for those who are just getting, just get started, get out there, build those relationships, get uncomfortable with it. Go to the places you're not used to going. Yeah. You know, because you already know what's in your community. You already know what's where you are. Get out there where the other resources could possibly be. Uh, now, um, for investors, mm -hmm. if you could, if you could talk to investors and say, so, uh, what what should they know in getting into the communities that they they're not normally working with? They've got these funds available now, mm -hmm. so their risk is is not as great anymore. H how do they how do they tap into other communities? What do they need to do differently? So I, I think for investors, a, a lot of part of, we talked a lot about the apparatus, right? They really need to investigate the apparatus that they're using to discover diverse and untapped potential and talent. Um, you already know what you know, just the same advice that I just gave to someone getting started. You know, for the investor community out there, the accelerated community out there, you already know what you know. You know those who, how to reach those uh, uh, in your community or in your sphere. So investors need to be willing also to get uncomfortable. And it's not that it's a, a zero sum game either. I mean, there is a lot of value that can be created for your fund, you know, for your accelerator by getting out and, 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 and building new on ramps, uh, I think is the word you like to use, yeah. you know, to help uh, reach this diverse talent that is so rich out here uh, um, because they're thinking about the problems that affect the majority. That is the real thing because there are more people who are paycheck to paycheck than there are people who aren't. In fact, the last uh, statistic I read was 64% of Americans. That crosses all kinds of socioeconomic you know, uh, backgrounds. Uh, when you start talking about 64% of Americans living uh, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So if that is the case, you know, the, you're talking about when you get outside of your box as an investor, you're talking about people who are thinking about solutions in ways that people who aren't necessarily coming from where they're coming from aren't even necessarily able to think of solutions in terms of the same ways that these individuals are. So I would say to those investors, definitely seriously invest in new apparatus to get access to this talent wherever it may be and not just sit back, you know, in, in, in the glass box and wait on it to find you. So uh, recently I heard, and this was an interesting topic, uh, that um, the benefit of venture capital. So, so let's take. Let's say you've got a company uh, who who doesn't get venture capital, and and one that doesn't. Let's say they're they're, they're identical, mm -hmm. right? The companies that got venture capital tend to tended to succeed better, and mm -hmm. the reason was they had more time. They just they had they had more ability to hire people, and they they just had more time to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Where the other one that didn't have venture capital, it ran out of funds 
It didn't have enough money to buy the right people. It didn't have enough time to get out into the market. Now, I'll say that a lot of minority-owned businesses, same problem. Mm-hmm. Same exact problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the reason for failure is didn't bring on enough people at the right time, didn't know how to bring them on, didn't have the funds to bring them on, um, and they needed to turn a profit in order to stay alive. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, in, in the startup world, you and I both know that, especially if you're anything SaaS-related, you know, it's, it's not even about you know, profit. It's just about growth, you know, so even at the expense of revenue, just keep growing, you know, but what it takes is to keep growing is capital, you know, to, to be able to do that. So absolutely, I think that's what happens to a lot of, uh, you know, BIPOC founders, a lot of minority owned businesses is that's that, like you said, it's a lot of times, unfortunately, it's hand to mouth. I need to be super transactional because I got needs today. You know, I have needs tomorrow. Um, and so, you know, it keeps us from even a lot of times being able to expand and dream as big as we might want to dream because we have to deal with the transactional thing first. Yeah. Whereas with the with the almost a fraction of the capital you're put, deploying someplace else, you put that in someone's hands who actually knows how to bootstrap. And then they get a, they're going to get you a lot more mileage out of your dollars. I'm not talking about fund me, you know, to give me six months runway. I'm talking about fund me to get to profitability. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a different concept and a different mindset of someone, you know, who's come from a place where they took grit to just be alive, yeah. let alone grit for what we talk about it as, you know, in the startup culture world. Yeah, that's grit, but I, that's grit to do something you want to do. Yeah. I'm talking about grit that it takes to be alive, yeah. number one, and then to, you know, uh, uh, go beyond that. So <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Joining Crowd introduces Enterprise Digital Business Cards for businesses with two or more employees. As a business owner, building your network is now easier than ever. Create unlimited digital business cards for all of your employees for only $2 per month. Easily download contact lists and track activity by employee. It's time to join InCrowd Enterprise. Make new friends, grow your network, and stay connected. So uh, we're here at uh, Boulder Startup Week, and, and I won't mention the the, the, the accelerator incubator that, that brought this up, but they said that um, that they when they bring a new cohort in, uh, and they're there for the six weeks or 12 weeks or three months or whatever it was they actually want those founders to move out to that neighborhood to that city uh, so that they're fully engrossed in that accelerator program Mm -hmm. Um, and they even gave a reference to this one founder who didn't but then moved out like a week later and because she could fully benefit from being there now I'm sorry, but there's an economic barrier inherent in that model. Mm-hmm. That means that I've got to be able to afford to do that. I've got to, I have to be privileged enough to be able to leave behind my life or my family or uproot my family mm-hmm. to come over to your neighborhood to learn and be accelerated in my business, which could be financially a great benefit. Mm-hmm. But we also know that in the startup world, I could also still fail. And now I've uprooted my family, I've left, I've put this big financial uh, thing up. And so there's a financial barrier. Mm -hmm. Um, Stupid question, 
How do venture capital and angel groups get to understand the differences in just your starting point in founding a business with minority-owned businesses? Again, I think it goes back to the apparatus, right? That's the only way they have done it, and it has worked to serve. So, you know, yeah, all right. So the way they've done it, right? So they've been doing it this way uh, for a while, let's say, and uh, and it has worked for the cohorts, right? So that's self-reinforcing behavior, right? So we're going to keep it this way. Now, all of a sudden, you have these tragedies in society, and you're like, oh my God, we got to deploy capital and help these people who are not in this sphere to also be able to do this but now you now you're talking about a group of people who probably aren't sitting on three or four or five credit cards like i can't tell you how many startup stories i've heard well yeah i was in so much credit card debt. i'm like man what if you how can't fortunate, get credit cards? that's my point how fortunate are you that yeah. you were able to run up credit cards yeah. you know let me take you over here to a group of people who want to get started man, in the same way <laughs> i know it is it's coming after me man um, but uh but yeah, so it's it's that it's that idea exactly. It's a broken apparatus. Yeah. If if you keep doing it the same way you've always done it, you're gonna keep getting the same situations you've always gotten. So the apparatus needs to be fixed. And I think investing time, resources, true intentionality. It can't just be a half measure. True intentionality. And I believe some uh, of these groups and organizations and accelerators and banks, I, I believe they really do have the good intention, but now they need intentionality to see those intentions actually rub where the rubber meets the road. So it's the deployment. Yeah, right now. Absolutely. Hey, you got a good idea. And just like any startup, uh, that's a great idea. How are you going to take it to market? Uh, and it's so funny because in this ecosystem where we talk about these things all the time, the model is what's the problem? What's the solution? What's your go-to market <laughs> exactly. strategy? How ironic. And I think that's funny <laughs> enough. We've got some money. We've got the, you know, we're struggling to figure out the go-to-market strategy. That's so weird. Exactly. Uh, Cedric, again, I've been, I've been wanting to get you on this episode for a while, and I'm so glad we were able to sit down. Um, I loved our conversation. I always love our conversations. Likewise. Um, uh, how can people find out more about what you're doing and, uh, and follow you as well? Yeah, thanks, Joe. I've been waiting to uh, sit down with you and do this for a while, too, so I appreciate it. I always enjoy our conversations. But yeah, you can find me on uh, uh, clucivi.com. That's C-L-U-S-I-V-I.com. Uh, under the same name on Instagram, you can find me under Cedric Dwayne. That's D-E-W-A-Y-N-E on LinkedIn as well as on Facebook. Well, Cedric, it's been great having you on, uh, and it's such a fun topic. Uh, yes, sir. For you guys watching, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Startup Ecosystems. No stupid questions. We dug in on some pretty fun topics, uh, and I, I enjoyed the conversation. If you guys caught a nugget of information, if there's something in here that could help you, a friend, a neighbor, a family member who has an idea and is just doesn't know how to get out there, share this episode with them, uh, and, and, and let's make a change. Um, we're ripe for it. Hit the share button and do your part. Well, that's it, folks. That's another episode of No Stupid Questions in the Books. 
If you would like to be a guest on Startup Ecosystem, no stupid questions, simply apply at www.joinincrowdpodcast.com backslash no stupid questions. One last stupid question. Who do you know that could benefit from this episode? Hit the share button and share this episode with a friend or an enemy.